Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the podcast on this 31st of August, the final day of August. It's a Monday. I'm Nadine Blaney and I'm here with David Scott. Scotty, how was the day? Pretty busy. Uh, plenty to go and uh, keep, you, uh, no, keep you busy today, but uh, no, a very, uh, no, bit of a tempered uh, end to what was being another strong month for the local market. Yeah, it sure has been a strong month. Uh, if you take a look at the performance, it was up by 2.2% in August. That extends the winning streak to get this five straight months. Pandemic? What pandemic? V-shaped recovery, at least for the financial markets. Well, if you take a look at Temple and Webster, which is one of those companies that reported today, I mean, it finished the session up by 17%. One of those pandemic thematics, obviously the staying at home, working from home, e-commerce, ordering things online, but it was the outlook at Temple and Webster. I mean, there is no slowing that trend down, you know, even though in most areas of the country, lockdown restrictions have been lifted. It's that paradigm shift, I suppose, we've been talking about throughout. And um, it seems as if it's it's going to remain in place. But I I suspect, Scotty, that you think stimulus might also have something to do with Temple and Webster. Undoubtedly. And there's only so many things you can go and put into your house before they become cluttered. Uh, I know this that, is true. I know that for a first Unless you fact. move and you need new stuff. Potentially. But uh, look, uh, all will come out in the wash, but uh, we'll see how a lot of these high-flying retailers go once the, uh, the stimulus rug is pulled and yeah. uh, the rent relief is, uh, is let go. Then we'll find out the true strength of the performance. And look, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I think there's a lot of stiff uh, tailwinds that have been propelling these companies higher, which will not be replicated moving forward. I was trying to do a little smart segue there to talk about the um, private sector credit data that we had out today. It was an interesting read, wasn't it? Yeah, look, uh, borrowing for housing and not much else. In fact, business and, uh, and personal credit use are you know, going to the dogs, really big contractions there. So people are keen to go and pay down debts. Absolutely no demand for, uh, for business credit as well, given the environment. Does make you wonder about the economic outlook, but one month does not a swallow, does not a summer make. Uh, and uh, that's actually not right, is it, Doug? One swallow does not a summer make. I'll get that right again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll go and keep a track. It's been weak for a while now, so uh, it's very difficult to see demand for credit picking up anytime soon until we get some more clarity on demand moving forward. I think it's that beautiful weekend summer weather in Sydney that has you uh, thinking of swallows and everything else. I've done the U-turn to economic data, so I may as well continue on with it. We had a busy one today. Uh, you know, we did have that private sector credit. We also had the company profits and inventories data that does feed into Wednesday's GDP. And we had the Chinese data. And then, of course, we've got the RBA tomorrow. While the, uh, you know, the foot's coming off the pedal in reporting season, Scotty, uh, it's only getting pushed down when it comes to that eco data. It is. It's, uh, it's a crazy busy week. No, this, this is one of those uh, rare weeks that they happen four times a year, so it coincides with the release of their national accounts. And for some reason, I don't quite understand why, but the ABS is part of this. And as I know a lot of private sector and analytical services, they all seem to pile their releases into the start of the month. 
So we've got this scenario now where we have so much data to go digest. We basically run out of breath trying to go through just today's one. Look at the rest of the calendar this week. It's crazy how many stuff is out there. The one thing that I cannot get my head around though, and I've been having this debate on Twitter for years and years and years with people, is the RBA raised decision arrives tomorrow. The national account, so the report card on how Australia's economy has been performing arrives on Wednesday. Seriously, do something about it. Switch it up. You need to have the Reserve Bank seeing what's happening in the economy and then be able to go and make the call on what's going on uh, with the GDP things. I cannot understand why for the life of me you'd go down and you'd continue to go down that path. People say to me, oh, Scotty, they'd already have a fairly good indication of what's going on in the economy. So what? Give them the GDP figures to look at first. Yeah, okay, so if anyone out there is listening and can do anything about it, call 555. I'm kidding. No, but it's a, it's a good point. And I just think, too, it, it, it sort of means that, you know, it's hard to digest it all. It's hard to really get a handle on it. It's hard to really discuss and, and really sort of analyze and think it through. It gets lost in the noise, yeah. that's, and that's the issue. So there's so many things. The ABS, I think, could go and... Look, I know there's been under some budgetary pressures and the like, but you look at some other places around the world, we get releases for the previous month arriving in the next month. We don't have that in Australia, but we're starting, we're starting to get those preliminary reads mm-hmm. come through. I think the key goal is to try and get those preliminary ones being much more detailed. That will be a godsend to anyone out there who's trying to go and digest all this amount of overload that we get each of the, uh, each of the start of the month, particularly around the GDP figures. Okay, so that is, I guess, a precursor to the RBA decision tomorrow. Um, let's just quickly run through it because I think we've discussed it a lot on the channel and there's really not any big surprises expected, but the statement will be watched for any commentary around inflation, uh, any commentary around the Aussie dollar, obviously the state of the global economy and the recovery and the employment um, scene here, but anything else I'm missing? Aussie dollar might get a mention. I hope the RBA at least goes and says something about the currency, not necessarily tries to jawbone it lower, but just to show that it's on the radar of policymakers. But I really, I struggle to see, I know what we're gonna go and get new from the bank. They only just gave us uh, the updated uh, forecast last month. We already knew about the Melbourne lockdown to a certain degree when that came about. We knew what the, the length of time was going to be. Pretty much, I'm not sure how you can go and elaborate too much more. The RBA seems to be in a wait and see approach. I don't think it will go and mention anything to do with what the Federal Reserve, uh, as Jerome Powell made during his speech at Jackson Hole Symposium last week. Uh, as we've discussed with a few guests in the program, uh, the RBA was an early adopter of average inflation targeting mm-hmm. over the cycle. But unlike uh, the, uh, the Fed, who seemed insistent to go and put the foot down and uh, do everything to try and get unemployment lower and lift inflation back to potentially above target, the RBA has been a little bit, uh, used it as an excuse to not do that. And uh, we've seen inflation obviously lag here for a long time and, uh, and same labour market indicators, nowhere near as strong as what we saw in the States. We had a good chat with Shane Oliver from AMP Capital and he said he wants to see some language that's more firm when it comes to forward guidance and the easing bias right now. You know, the RBA has got that confidence word attached to raising rates, and he wants basically the RBA to say that they will not be raising rates for the foreseeable future. So if you'd like to listen to that, that is on our website or our app. Um, we spoke with a whole host of CEOs on the channel again today. Lots of fun. We spoke with um, OpenPay and Sezzle, two in the buy now, pay later space. Their share price is underperforming in a big way today, down by 9%. And... Uh, 
close to 8% respectively. If you'd like to listen to those interviews, you can do so via the show notes. You've got that Charlie Yuckham interview by Sezzle, easily accessible. Uh, Scotty, we also spoke with uh, NextDC's Craig Scruggy. Now that was in the wake of the uh, report that they put out late last week. I think it was after the market closed on Thursday. Again, you can access that via the show notes, but uh, worthwhile mentioning that NextDC was the stock of the day on the call. And so Kashi spoke with Nathan Samasundram from Deep Data Analytics and also Gaurav Sodhi from the Intelligent Investor on NextDC. It's a market darling. Let's hear what Gaurav had to say first. They make about 20% of their revenue and a lot more of their profit simply from interconnect charges. The, the annual revenue that, that comes from um, connecting uh, these companies together. Right. And that's actually what creates a lot of the value. That's what keeps mm-hmm. these companies in um, very high margins and is growing so exponentially. So be pretty sticky too, would that? Incredibly oh. sticky. Yeah. So I think that's where the true value of this business lies and that's why they're furiously trying to expand and they're trying to land these hyperscale customers because it then attracts lots of high-margin, smaller customers. Um, terrifically valuable. I, I still think it's worth um, maybe 15 bucks plus. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a hold for me. It's gone higher and higher. And I would give the uh, credit to a few analysts out there from the early days had a target price up there around the $14, $15, even when they got it wrong. Oh. It is a very good business. It should be up there. It's it's run hard in the last, it's had two big legs for over six months, two different six months, where it's run hard. Look, NASDAQ's gonna come off, it's, it's airy-fairy. So when that comes off, this will come off as well. That's a good buying opportunity. This will right. go up, it's a very good business. CEO loves the Instagram, that's the worrying part. <laughs> he loves to get himself out there, but the guy does deliver. So, right. you know, take away the Instagram play, he's still good, right. and the model is good, uh, and grabs right, the sector is good, so tick, 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 you want right. to be there, but do a, I wouldn't jump in right back. now. Right. There's a pullback coming um, and growth what, stories under will 10 come bucks? Oh, look, oh, you're never going to time these things. And mm, when, yeah. when it runs, these things run too hard quickly. I would say if it goes below 10 bucks, you start buying a bit at a time. Mm. Right. And you know, you, yep. you're going to be at some point looking at 14, 15 bucks. Okay. And that was Nathan Samasandram from a Deep Data Analytics finishing off those thoughts on Next DC. And if I take a look at where the next DC share price finished up two and a half percent today. It was also Julia Lee from Berman's Invest um, buy today, incidentally. Yeah, a lot of uh, lot of optimism, a lot of analysts very bullish about the space. It's hard not to be when you look at some of the other uh, tailwinds from the data analytics side, how many you know, companies are pivoting towards online as well. Uh, we did ask the uh, next DC uh, chief executive potentially about moving into other regions because obviously a lot of the focus is right here in Australia right now. But uh, these same thematics are playing out around the world. Uh, you look to, of course, Asia, such uh, positive uh, demographic shifts on the way there as well. Maybe that's an, uh, one for the future. Okay, so that was reporting season today, a bit quieter tomorrow. We get uh, Carbon Revolution, Harvest Technology Group, and uh, apparently going to hear from Meyer. So again, this will be interesting because the shops were shuttered. Uh, it was in decline regardless. And... Um, but a lot of positivity about online sales potentially coming from Meyer. So we'll be watching out for that one when it hits the wires tomorrow. And I think to your earlier point, Scuddy, when it comes to data, it's not just the RBA. 
It is building approvals, it is the current account trading balance data, and the AI Group Manufacturing Index. Yes, CoreLogic house price data, and uh, I know RBA commodity price index. This I could go true. on and on and on. <laughs> I could really go on, but uh, no, we'll save it for another day. The uh, podcast can only be certain length. Yeah, we've got uh, the Fluence Corp CEO on in the morning. We'll also be speaking with uh, Steve McGovern, the CEO of Dubber at 11.20. And uh, the day continues with a whole host of awesome guests. And uh, we'll have a bit of a special panel happening at three o'clock in the wake of the RBA's, well, decision, commentary, whatever we call it these days. Let's hope the bank gives us something to go and talk about. All right, I hope so. Look, the local market finished down by about two tenths of 1%. Not too shabby considering it was end of month. We've got companies trading ex-dividend. In fact, about 25 of the 200 will be trading ex-dividend uh, in the coming days. So that'll be an impact, uh, influence, I should say, on the market. Like you say, though, quick party is a good party. Scotty, it's been fun once again. I look forward to doing it with you tomorrow. Likewise, we'll see you then. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.